everyone, I'm James Milan, and this is Talk of the Town. Uh, uh, for today, we are in a familiar locale. If you've watched Talk of the Town before, you might have seen this interior for some other things that we've done. Um, and yes, we are at the Roasted Granola, a gem of Arlington Heights, as far as we are concerned. And I am joined by one of the two owners. Emily Patel is in California, but Sarah Short is here with us today. I'm so glad that you are here. And I am also joined by Lydia Kennig-Sher, who is a, a, an artist, the founder of ArtLinks, which we will find out more about, um, and a, a commissioner on the Arlington, uh, Ar Arlington Commission, of Arts, and Commission of Arts and Culture, ACAC, of course. Thanks for that help, Lydia. So anyway, thanks both of you for being here. Let me just explain that we're, we're, we're going to talk about today is really the kind of intersection of art and creativity on the one hand and a little bit of commerce on the other hand in terms of this being a business, of course, but really how creativity suffuses this business from out here where we can see the paintings and we can see the windows, and, uh, but also back in the kitchen and right back to the origins. So I'd like to start with the origins, if that's okay. okay. Uh, this space where we're in right now was a place called Art Lounge before it, it was roasted granola. Tell us a little bit, uh, first of all, about Art Lounge, Lydia, because I know you were involved, mm -hmm. and then about how roasted granola came about. Art Lounge was a, essentially a sip and paint business, which means that uh, someone came and had 16 by 20 canvases and something on the wall that there was a space there. And, and uh, it really was a night business. Uh, it hap everything happens at night, nothing happened during the day. And there was a bar with, with some uh, goodies, desserts and appetizers. And then people came every night of the week to do some kind of a three hour event. Um, I became an artist in residence and as such, I helped them do marketing and I also helped create courses so that during earlier, before the sip and paint started, or on the night uh, seven o'clock, I think it was. But we have also art classes. Mm -hmm. So myself and other people taught the community a little different than just sip and paint. It, it, it taught more, um, more just creativity without looking at something to paint. Mm -hmm. And so it was sort of the beginning of what I call painting from the heart, so that people could paint intuitively. So I was the artist in residence. That was teaching, promoting, all that stuff. And then one day, I had the pleasure of meeting Sarah and Emily, and they started with their granola business and started by giving us little tidbits. Uh, when, when there was a class or there was a, a, a painting by night, um, and boy, <laughs> I was bought then. <laughs> you were right, you sold right away. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's true that, right, Roast Granola came into being while Art Lounge was still here. So just explain how this, this happened from your perspective. Yeah, so we started the Roasted Granola business, I think we call it, it'll be 10 years ago. Uh, we started out of Emily's kitchen, and uh, we started going to farmer's markets, and we consider ourselves artisan, you know, food makers. Um, and we sort of outgrew Emily's kitchen, we baked for a couple of years in a in a bakery, a private bakery, thought that was for a few years, mm. a dream. And that bakery eventually expanded and we were going to be able to use the space. And so we were looking for space. Um, 
and we had things that, you know, the art lounge was mostly evening events, and that there was a kitchen mm-hmm. and uh, that was underutilized. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we talked to the owners of the art, of the art lounge and uh, moved our business in here, just initially thinking that we'd move granola. And then we thought, you know, uh, here we are in, in Mass, on Mass Ave in, in Arlington, and, and I live right up the street. And we thought, you know, we should have a little coffee house. There's really nothing down mm-hmm. here. And so that's basically how we started the coffee house. We first started producing granola, and then we sort of built out a little uh, coffee bar, and we shared, you know, the space with the art lounge. Mm-hmm. And um, when the art lounge left, uh, just before the pandemic, um, we started having uh, art exhibits on the wall. Um, and, and then when the art lounge left, of course, two months later, there was the pandemic and, and we shut down. And when we, when we reopened, we you know, kind of imagined um, ourselves still being connected to the arts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we really liked that connection and uh, we continued with the art exhibits and started bringing in local artists uh, cards I think actually handmade cards was our first thing that we brought in mm-hmm. and then pottery we have two lovely potters that sell their pottery here and then we expanded to we have uh, felted hats and um, tea towels and you know right sorts of kind of things. Yeah. right running yeah. the gamut exactly and we still like to um, have local uh, food sources also uh, we get eggs um, indirectly from farm to door direct they provide farm fresh eggs of uh from lilac hedge and we used to be neighbors with them at the farmers markets uh, we sell local honey uh, from carlisle honey uh, we use their honey in our granola um, the owner of carlisle honey is also my bee mentor i'm a beekeeper hmm. uh, we use uh, maple syrup from ackerman farm in cabot vermont they still you know bring the deliver the maple syrup to us another partner from farmers markets and we use that in our maple syrup um so even as we've expanded in our, our granola we make a lot of granola it's still important to us to use local products when we can yeah uh, we use greek olive oil in our granola and uh we our first person our first business that sold our granola was sophia's greek pantry in belmont mm-hmm. and we still use greek olive oil in all of our granola because the olive oil was, you know, from her family's estate in Greece. And this is, I mean, this is really what we are here to be talking about today is that all, all of these, all of this interweaving that happens yeah. between roasted granola and the community in a number of different ways, especially again, the arts community. Lydia, you really were the driver for this particular episode, uh, you know, when you kind of reached out and said, you know, I really want to let people know about roasted granola as this kind of engine, this hub of creativity and of art and, you know, promotion of the arts. Um, tell us a little bit more about like what it is that you see is so special about this place in that way. Well, one of the things is, uh, in addition to commissioner, I am a founder of Arpins, which is a networking organization. Uh, that does uh, uh, advocacy and support for artists. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I've known Sarah since the days of Artlands, as I said, and when I was sold on their food. Um, and then uh, about two years ago, we were looking, Artlands were looking for um, a place to do a holiday market. So that's how I approached Sarah, who knew me, and said, 
Well, that sounds like a good idea. And for that, evolved into uh, having a gallery for art movements. And in other words, in order to exhibit on the walls, you have to become a member. And that is because Artman is a part of the Arlington Commission of Arts and Culture. We don't collect dues. So my job is to make sure that the artists of all persuasions have a place to perform or exhibit. Mm -hmm. So I talked to Sarah and Emily and we decided that because of the dual world, we would have a changing exhibit every three months. And what I think I mentioned to you that I like about the Ghost of Granola is that because I've seen how they create their, their artists and food, uh, it has a, such an incredible synergy with how artists create. And so in a way, it's a creative way of doing business it's a creative way of working on the business in that attracts creativity, which we normally see through the arts, like with the ongoing exhibit. Mm -hmm. But when you look at their business model, as as uh, Atlee put it, they create all the time. They, they, they it's, just, it's very organic. In other words, yeah, I'm sure they have a business plan, but it, things happen because they're so open to bringing community artists. Uh, in their own creative spirit. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure it comes from the family too, because when I was teaching a class here, their mother was teaching my class and the sisters. So there's a family of artists. And, and what art brings to a business is a quality that is not found in anything else. It's the idea, it's a subtle, underlying, intuitive idea of being open to what is, of being creative. And so, not that you don't have to be an artist to be creative, but but creativity should permeate every part of your life because then you become better individuals, a better society, a more inclusive society. Yes, for sure. And Does that answer what you asked me? Absolutely, um, in in large part. And I yeah, I want to just um, reinforce what it is that you're saying, which is that. Art, as we're thinking about it today, and creativity as we're talking about it, it depends on openness, right? It depends on tolerance and an and expansive idea of what people have to offer, right? And it, it, it runs completely counter to that kind of narrowing and closing, which all of us seek to avoid as much as we can, and we do as a community, the way Arlington likes to think about itself, certainly is well reflected here at Roasted Granola. Um, because again, there is that sense of inclusion, there is that sense of uh, celebration of what particular creativity each individual can bring to it. Um, coming out of that little monologue, I apologize for talking for a while. Let me ask you though, to give concrete form to something Lydia was just referencing, and that is, um, as you guys started this business, you made granola, you've expanded that menu quite a bit. Um, and also I'm sure the granola itself has evolved over time. Give us a little, just a little flavor of how cre the creativity that, that Lydia's, you know, has talked about kind of makes its way through your, you know, your process of developing the menu, making your decisions, etc. With granola or on or, the whole menu? Uh, well, <laughs> wherever, you, however much well, you want. I guess it is a process over time. You know, we started out with just one granola and it's still called our original granola because it was the only granola we had. Um, and, you know, when you 
first start out with a small business, especially, I'm going to say especially, but granola, but it could be anything. Many people said, you can't go into business selling granola. That's a saturated market. And then other people we talked to said, no, there's always room for a quality product. And so, you know, we, we, we always made granola at home. And um, so it was Emily who really started the idea of um, doing the granola business. And so that process was, um, I guess it really did come from many years of just making granola. Of course, it, it, it changes when suddenly you're selling it. Mm-hmm. And, and um, people will still ask me today, this is a side thing, so do you still like making granola? I love the process of making granola. I actually find it almost therapeutic. And I'm not the one ba- doing all the baking now. I used to do the majority of the baking, but just using high quality ingredients. Emily and I spent so much time finding um, quality ingredients um, and just mixing them together. It was a lot of you know trial and error on, on flavors. Um, you know, we then uh, went from meeting Ackerman Farm at the farmers market. We said, hey. Could, would you have enough maple syrup to sell to us if we wanted to start, you know, making a maple pecan granola? And, um, well, we spent so much time tasting batch after batch. Is this the right amount of maple oh, syrup? That you sounds know? rough. <laughs> <laughs> because we try to have this balance where we, we like a nice roast on our granola, and a lot of people say, well, what does that mean that your granola is roasted versus being just baked in the oven? Well, it's just really baked in the oven, but roasting is really a, a dry process. Mm-hmm. And we like to get that flavor when you roast an almond or a pecan. It's really, I mean, a pecan roasted by itself almost tastes like it has maple in it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, there's a sweet, right, right, yeah, that sweetness. Yeah, this, this nice uh, flavor that comes out. So we sort of enhance, we like to enhance the flavor of our product without covering it in, you know, sugar or things like that. So that balance of what's the minimum amount of sweetness to make it really, you know, taste flavorful mm-hmm. um, has been very important to us. I think, um, you know, oh, I, I'm not going to claim that we're the lowest on the market with sweetness or salt or, mm-hmm. or anything like that, but we try to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to be very aware of it. And a lot of customers uh, have asked us, oh, could you make an unsweetened granola? I don't want any sweetener in it. So... We just made, uh, we only have a very limited amount of a toasted muesli because I was like, well, you know, you just have to, I'm, I'm just going to go all the way with nothing. But we've toasted it because we just really love mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. flavor of the roasted nuts. But there's no oil, there's no sweetener, there's no salt. And it really tastes delicious in yogurt. See, um, I, I think, so I think <laughs> yeah, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head in yeah. some ways for what I was asking because, again, it goes back to that idea of openness, right? The yeah. idea of oh, customers feel comfortable to give you their input, knowing that you are going to take that seriously, have, you know, have a go at it, enjoy the process, as you said, of developing something new in response, right? we just recently made a nut-free granola, which for many years I was very against doing because we're all about nuts. And I'm, you know, I'm terrified of of allergens. But so many people, farmers markets in particular have said, well, I'm not allergic to nuts. I can't tolerate them anymore. So, you know, we thought, okay, well, you know, clearly says on the back of the bag, made in a facility with nuts, but uh, we have a nut-free version. We also do a, a gluten-free line that, you know, we're in a, in a facility that has gluten, but um, my sister and I are both uh, uh, 
I didn't do three, and so I'm really a fanatic about, you know, the kitchen is absolutely clean, mm -hmm. and I do all of our gluten-free work before anything else is done. Mm -hmm. And I am vegan, and I always and find my vegan stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 in talking about the granola, what are those things that I'd like to get that are like granola and chocolate? Was it brownie? Or oh, the um, hazelnut cacao. Oh, my yeah. God. That's amazing. So, right. Vegan. So, <laughs> you so, hear yeah, that out so, there? So in, initially when we opened back to sort of the, the menu and the food, yeah. we had a very limited menu. It was more like bowls, you know, a yogurt bowl or a smoothie bowl with our granola and fresh fruit. Mm -hmm. And we made... You know, we make a jam bar that's really delicious that has our original granola on it. We make a, a vegan um, hazelnut cacao bar, so it's a, a bar that then has our granola on it. So we try to, where we can, incorporate our granola into some of the bases. Um, I make a really lovely cheesecake. It's a classic sour cheesecake, but I use our granola as the base. So, you know, it's, it's gluten-free and delicious. You know, as I'm listening to, to you describing how you create it, exactly, when, if I describe how I create my painting, I would probably describe it in, in painterly ways, mm -hmm. but it's in the exact same ways. And that's why it always attracted me to be in conversation with Emma and Sarah, because we understand each other's processes. So when, I, when, when the painters come, they're familiar with a creative person, because mm -hmm. they're creative themselves. So... The way in which they create the food, the menu, and the dishes, I mean, granola is part of it. But certainly, yeah. they're always, the greens are amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. What is the last of it? Last of I love the maca something? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we, we're not, we're not going to go through <laughs> well, all of the menu. <laughs> only because that's exactly what happens when I, 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 I am faced in, with a white canvas. Mm-hmm. And I have the trepidation, will it work, with it not? But then once I get into the flow of it, the images show up. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's the same exact process. And so I think that's why this dishes is so successful. The atmosphere has that flavor. Their customer service, everybody, their employees, uh, people love coming here. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and also the fact that they like to collaborate because the businesses around. Uh, we do like to collaborate. I mean, so we've had a couple of evening events, and we've, um, you know, I've said we've got prep neighborhood kitchen across the street, and we would, you know, partner with them, and they would make food we could order across the street and, and bring it over here. Mm -hmm. um, we do make a couple of cookies. We don't always have cookies, but our cookies would be strictly vegan or gluten-free, and if somebody wants another cookie, I'll tell them to go across the street to Cookie Crew, because they have fantastic cookies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we, we, during the pandemic, when we uh, closed down, you know, we, we really didn't know what was going to happen, but when we, and, and, and it was our, all of our customers started ordering granola, which was amazing, and Emily and I did all the baking in the kitchen and you know packaging and shipping out granola and then we eventually started people could do pickups and mm -hmm. they'd come in and you know we just have a table inside the door but when we started that reopening the cafe a lot of people always said they wanted egg sandwiches why don't we have egg sandwiches so we got a little grill and we started making egg sandwiches to go and now our um so the egg sandwiches have nothing to do with granola or anything <laughs> but in there i'd say our um my niece Sammy, who's Emily's daughter, really took the lead. She basically runs the kitchen, and 
uh, with her staff really is being creative in making um, egg sandwiches. Mm -hmm. um, we do everything house made, you know, so we make, um, because we make with the granola fig bites, which are these amazing little kind of like energy bites of figs and almonds and stuff. We always get figs. She started making a fig jam, you know, so mm -hmm. there's a sandwich with fig jam on it. And, so things, again, it's all a so very all, organic process yeah. of like kind of paying yeah. attention, interacting with others, make, yeah. being, being willing to have things evolve yeah. right in front of your eyes in a sense. That, right? That's, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a family oriented. It's a lot of their family members travel around here to help them, to work and uh, and it's a pleasure because that really comes across to the mm -hmm. customers mm -hmm. and to the people around that that understand that this is their family oriented, whether your family or not. Mm -hmm. Well, Emily's one of Emily's older daughters, Kayla, um, actually opened the cafe with us. She was, um, it was after she'd gotten out of college and she hadn't gone back to grad school yet. And she's in, in environmental sciences, but she's a very talented artist. And she did all of our labels. Mm -hmm. And she did the first menu. Um, we don't really have our logo so displayed, but she's done our, our roasted granola label, and most of the labels on our granolas and all of our treats. And so, yeah, so she's... Yeah, very, very much of a family atspheere yeah. here, yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, in general. Right. People well, we feel can, comfortable we, staying yeah, here a long time. Yeah, we young people, mm -hmm. and in some ways, we, some of them call us, you know, their second mother. <laughs> Not surprising. Yeah. I want to actually change our focus. We only have about five minutes left in the conversation. It's going yeah. by fast, right? It always does. I do want to change our focus to this current exhibit that is yeah. here because people will always, as Lydia mentioned before, in conjunction with ACAC and Art Links, et cetera, you've got rotating exhibits through mm -hmm. here every couple of months, two, three months. Yeah. And I know that there will be a new one uh, uh, starting in June, mm -hmm. I think, Black mm -hmm. Joy Project. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll, we can talk maybe a little bit about that, um, but just even what, what's on the walls right here? Well, Suzanne Menon is our artist, and we have expanded our Armory membership to surrounding towns. So Suzanne is actually from Medford, but she is an Art Links member. No, she's an Art Links member. And uh, uh, what the quality is, she's an oil painter, which is so unusual because as an oil painter, she does plein air painting which means that it's sort of like through the eyes of the plein air is the impressionist painting and like basically never doing anything in, indoors. And I was just fascinated by the fact that all this art is done on site. Yeah. So I has been very successful. I looked around and I said, oh my God, two more paintings are gone. So uh, people like that. They like the freshness. And I have to tell you, for an oil painter to do plein air painting, it's really not normally thought of mm -hmm. and when you look at the images they're just so fresh and they have the quality of oil but they also have the quality of here and now mm -hmm. so as i said we have a three in, in her run and, and she had an opening a couple of weeks ago um can she, i interject one thing one thing that's really suzanne gave a lovely talk a few weeks ago but one thing that's so nice we get a lot of artists who's the first time they've had an exhibit yes. And they often come here with their friends or family and they're having coffee or something to eat. And they're just so amazed sitting here and just being surrounded by their artwork. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the other thing that's nice about having, I think, having artwork in a cafe for several months is 
a lot of people aren't going to come in and just say, oh, I love that painting and buy it. Right, right. They the first, right. Several times right. and that painting grows on them and then, That's a great point. And then, and then they buy it. Yeah, again, it just yeah. kind of the, the, the syncretism of like just the, the fact that this works well. It works well yeah. for you, works well for the business, one hopes. It works well for the artist. It works yeah. well for the community. Mm -hmm. This is really what we're yeah. kind of here celebrating today yeah. in a lot of ways. How, you know, whether you meant it or not, Roasted Granola yeah. has become in this part of Arlington for yeah. sure, perhaps throughout the town, you know, really a kind of engine of this type of creativity and community building. So well done. Thank you. <laughs> um, Lydia, we, are, we have just a couple of minutes left. Anything else that you want to add? Um, one of the things that I also just like about uh, the Rosa Granola is the fact that, again, they really foster inclusion and at all levels, not just the, of the um, emerging artists, uh, people who need volunteer work. Uh, it was just, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that they attract that they don't really care if they get paid or not. They just love to be in this atmosphere. So to that level, we have the next exhibit is going to be the Black Joy Project, which is a project of uh, along with ACAC and our public arts coordinator uh, is, is basically to demonstrate. And also DEI, right? Yes, uh, the Department of Equity. Diversity, Equity, equity and Inclusion, inclusion. yeah, in town. Uh, mm -hmm. it, is, it is a town and it's an art mm -hmm. commission in um, the Rosa Granola, again, is to show all the, the things that we aim to have more people of all races, whatever they are. And uh, as I said, uh, Sarah loves to attract emerging artists, artists that they just began, artists that have stuff in their basement and they haven't shown in a while. So that is important to us. And, and to me, as, an, uh, as a commissioner and as an artist, uh, founder is very important to me because my mandate has to be to find places where art can flourish. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have the Black uh, Joy Project uh, from, uh, I forgot to say June mm -hmm. through August, and then September, October, November, we have another group we always call Folk, Folk for Art. And after that, we have the third holiday artist market which I'm so excited, along mm -hmm. with the Jingle paintings that happen. We have a spring festival coming up, uh, June 10th. For, for so the holiday market, we started that on the, on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Right. Every Saturday afternoon, we have when the cafe closes at 2, the coffee house is open, and we have you know, three or four vendors in here. Right. And yeah. it's, been, it's been really that's so much good. Yeah. The feedback that I get, because we send a survey, is just terrific. They love the people here. They love the public. People that want to come already have a waiting list. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm very grateful that they give me all this freedom. Oh. <laughs> and we, we, I mean, we love partnering with, with you and Heartland. Thank you. It's really been amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you both for this conversation. And I, I, again, want to thank you and Emily for just creating this space and, and maintaining that it. It's important It's yeah. important to this part of Arlington and important to the town, thank no doubt about it. So really appreciate it. Uh, I've been speaking with Sarah Short, one of the two uh, owners of Roasted Granola. 
and with Lydia Kenningshire, who is, uh, as I've already mentioned, an artist in her own right, as well as a clear patron of the arts around here. Um, so thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And we also thank you for your time. This has been uh, Talk of the Town. I'm James Milan. We'll see you next time. Thank you.